Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, and good morning to your listeners. So, Pat, I watched the documentary with great interest last night, and it was very disturbing and very worrying. I know that there are strictures being put in in so many different areas, but what we saw on our TV screens last night wasn't what we wanted to see. No, it wasn't what we wanted to see. It's not what we pride our industry on. Um, you know, I suppose, to be fair, it was probably, f- I think, Fran McNulty at the outset said five or six months uh, of footage put together um, to make an hour and a half um, of, of disturbing viewing uh, for the viewers of, of, of the show last night. Um, you know, from our perspective, you know, extremely disappointed to see that a lorry uh, was in breach of time and time regulations. I mean, regulations are put in place for a reason. And, um, you know, it's absolutely imperative that they're obeyed. And uh, one trip like that is, is one too many. Mm. Um, you know, hopefully there'll be a greater coming together of the regulators around Europe, our Department of Agriculture, see off these calves in good faith. Uh, and hopefully that their counterparts across places like Spain, Poland, the Dutch, the Danes uh, will become more proactive uh, in implementing the various time regulations that are required. Uh, Kieran Moran and Niall Hurston in today's Irish Independent Farming uh, said that the dairy sector is bracing itself for fallout from the documentary. Has there been fallout? I mean, I'm sure your phone hasn't stopped ringing this morning since the documentary was aired. Yeah, without a doubt, and at least it's aired now. I mean, in the last week or 10 days, once once Fran McNulty started to promote his programme, um, the questions were coming, what's on, what's on? Um, people have seen it now for themselves. Um, everybody needs to reflect on what happened there. Um, the Marts need to reflect, obviously, on the use of sticks and, and the priority of animal welfare. Um, our shippers, and indeed their lorry hauliers, uh, need to reflect on the regulations. And, you know, those affected need to ask themselves the question, why did it go wrong? Why why didn't they obey the 919 uh, in, as regards hours um, of travel versus rest? Uh, and I suppose, you know, as an industry, we need to reflect on how we can improve what we do. But we are an island nation on the periphery of Europe, and it's absolutely paramount that our single market access isn't uh, inhibited uh, by this. You know, what that means, that we reduce stock and density on lorries, um, carry a mature or calf, uh, whatever the case may be. But we, we need to remain an integral part of the European trade. Right. Uh, and what about the actual checks at the ports? Can more be done in that area? Look, without a doubt, and I suppose we need to reflect on on the, the, the travel time prior to uh, docking at port here in this country, and maybe the logistics of that could be improved. I have no doubt. Um, equally, you know, the department check and certify the calves um, at the time of departure, and uh, you know, we need to see other states and and, and other heads um, step up to the plate uh, to regulate the travel time from there on. Yeah, can you explain to us who are not in the farming community this whole area about bull calves and how they seem to be at the, the bottom of the pecking order? A bull calf seems to have very little respect and seems to have been at the core of all all, all, all this abuse that's been going on. What's the story with yeah, bull calves? I, I don't accept that. Um, obviously, you know, so unfortunately some people uh, decided to introduce genetics that are heard that leave the male offspring with very little uh, of a, a, be- a commercial beef value um, to rear. That's extremely disappointing. Um, I'm not sure it was the wisest move for those farm families and a lot of them have 
have retracted from that uh, genetic pool uh, and are trying to reintroduce uh, beef marrows to their herd. Um, obviously, you know, when, when cows start calving down in the spring, uh, in general, you'll have half heifers and half bulls. Now, they're in recent times, the introduction of sex semen and indeed particular modern technologies to pick up heat detection like collars and, and boluses um, has optimized the results from sex semen. So, you know, we have seen a reduction in male bull calves versus female calves over the last number of years. And consequently, uh, we've seen an earlier introduction of dairy beef, uh, be it the Hereford, the Whitehead, the, Whitehead, the Angus, yeah. um, and various other continental breeds, which will introduce uh, a, a significant beef merit uh, to rear and dead calf. So, you know, as we move forward, I suppose it's absolutely imperamount that we, we use the DBI, the Dairy Beef Index, uh, to increase beef genetics uh, of the offspring of the dairy herd because there is a huge opportunity out there and it's something that was lost in last night's transmission. 60% of the beef about that is slaughtered in this country at this point in time originates in the dairy herd. So there is huge opportunity and it's the most environmentally efficient beef uh, production system that there is. So there is huge opportunity to capitalise on that. And, you know, I think I think we can look at all the negatives and we can sit on our hands and we can scratch our heads and very little will change. But I think there is an opportunity for change. Okay. And maybe last night was a cornerstone in that. And do you think there will be a, a definitive investigations about the cruelty that we saw on our TV screens last night? This can't be let go, can it? No, there has to be. It's there in evidence um, and it has to be investigated. Um, there has to be consequences for the perpetrators. Uh, if you go out on the road and you break the law as a motorist, uh, there, there's consequences. But there's no point in having a law yep. unless there's the occasional speed van and guard a checkpoint uh, that will catch those that are misusing it. And in the same way, uh, we need to implement the legislation that's there and implement it rigorously rather than uh, an introduction of of a whole heap of further legislation that may not be uh, regulated at all. And in the interest of balance, to give you the opportunity, it's something you've stated quite clearly in the papers today is that you believe that this is a small minority and that you think it's unfair and wrong to find 18,000 dairy farmers culpable for the, the wrongdoings of a small minority. Without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, I think if you go to that that gene pool, um, you're talking about maybe one, maybe maybe one and a half percent of farmers. Um, you know, the vast majority of farmers, ninety-eight and a half, ninety-nine percent, uh, animal health, animal welfare, and animal well-being is paramount to them. Uh, I hear very often of of women ring me. They say their husbands don't come in till all the clocks in the evening, and they're not eating enough, and they're getting shook during the spring. Because because their priority is their livestock. Um, and that's the case in the vast majority of farms. And you'll see that around the country at the rural shows over the next number of weeks, where farm families come together to compete uh, in, in livestock sections, uh, and they've taken great pride in their livestock. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views.